Hey everybody, it's Lauren. I am solo this evening um, because you may have noticed in the title, or I don't know, you may have not noticed, um, but we're trying out a little something different for this particular episode. It's a different format, so this isn't a regular episode of our Swearing Mamas podcast, but it's its own little subsection um, that I have temporarily titled, It Was a Bad Day. Um, and so, I was trying to think of, like, a cute, funny, punny, clever, uh, sassy title like we normally have. And I was, I was trying to think, like, for this particular segment, um, if there was something similar that I could come up with that it'd be recurring. And, um, I really just couldn't, I didn't have it in me, um, all, all I could think over and over again was, it was a fucking bad day, um, and so, as of right now, that is what we are going to title this segment, um, and all what this segment is, is this is just going to be us blabbing and talking about the shittiest things that have happened to us, um, normally our podcast is not, um, us reporting back to you what happened to us this week or today or this month or anything. Normally we tackle a topic or like, you know, I mean, it might start out with something that happened to us, but we have a discussion about that thing. Um, but this segment, this, it was a bad day. Um, these episodes, whenever they come are going to be because something really shitty happened that day or that week or whatever it is, um, that we just want to basically, like, blog to you guys, but, um, obviously this isn't a blog for you to read, it's a podcast, so I don't, so I'm not litter, I don't literally mean blog, I just mean, this is basically like my diary entry to you, um, and I'm making this episode for a few reasons, uh, firstly, for myself, uh, of course, to get it out. Um, but secondly, because this whole thing was started on the idea of um, all of the moms out there going through it, all the moms making decisions that people question, all of the moms having the negative experiences of motherhood, that they feel less alone. Um and I think that so far, Lindsay and I have been really good at championing, like, all of the positive things. Like, we've been really big supporters and really big fans of other moms out there. Um, I think that we've uh, really encouraged people to have, like, a fuck it attitude that you should do what is right to you. Um, you know, that you shouldn't make other moms feel bad. Uh, and that's not to say that we don't have our own opinions on things. Obviously, our vaccine episode is one of our most played because uh, it's a hot fucking item. A lot of people have opinions, and we gave our opinions. But in general, I think I think we're very encouraging. Um, and that's good. Uh, but the other side of uh, being there for you guys is being, like, really naked. and. Um, it's hard. And when we have our blog set up, the actual web page set up, um, we've been doing a lot of behind the scenes work on that. But once the actual page is set up, um, you'll get a lot more uh, small, 
looks into things like this. But even still, I want to provide these type of episodes because um, when I have gone through hell, I <laughs> one thing that I always struggle with is saying I feel like a terrible mother. And I really want, it's really important to me that if there's even one other mom out there going through the same thing, that maybe she doesn't think that. Or, of course, she might say it anyway because it's hard not to. But that she might have that really shitty experience, feel like a terrible mom, but then afterwards she might come back, listen to It Was a Bad Day, and say to herself, wow, that same exact thing just happened to me. Um... So I hope that we are able to provide a little bit of like comfort to you guys in a whole variety of ways now. Words of encouragement, you know, really cheering you guys on, um, but then also sharing like all of the shitty things that have happened to us. Um, and so without any further ado, I'll just uh, jump into my week from hell. So when I say week, I mean like the past seven days. And uh, it, it didn't even occur to me until today that it is only Wednesday. Um, and yesterday I kept saying this week, this week, this week. And I didn't even realize, I didn't even know what day it was. So that's how um, chaotic things have been for me. Uh, but I really mean like over the past seven days. So Last week, um, pretty much starting, I think, on Monday, um, Oliver and I woke up. We were sick, um, and we had some sort of virus or something, and I don't know if I sound different to you guys. When I played back a test clip, I did sound different to myself, but I'm just super congested now, so I think right now I have allergies on top of that. <laughs> Um, it just feels different. Doesn't, I don't feel sick anymore, but my head is like killer. But, um, anyway, this was not just like a cold that we woke up with. Um, it was like something viral and it was, uh, real nasty and monstrous. Um, so Oliver and I both had that and we were sick and we were dealing with being sick while my husband works. A typical shift for my husband is like 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. or 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or, you know, times along those lines. And some days he'll only work like 2 to 10 or 2 to 11. And that's like, you know, <laughs> we're, we're so excited then <laughs> for him to work a normal amount of hours. But usually he works like really, really long days. Um, and... I think that's one thing that like people in my life don't tend to really understand or realize is that um, he's working those crazy hours and so I'm alone. I mean, I am doing the parenting by myself almost the entire time. Um, he might go get Oliver out of bed when Oliver wakes up at 7.30, but... I've got to nurse him, and then he goes back to sleep until he has to get up for work an hour or two later to get ready for work, and, um, you know, we just, we kind of take turns who gets up after Oliver's done nursing and, um, plays with him or whatever, but, I mean, a lot of the time I just do it because I'm already awake nursing him, 
Um, but even if he does get up, that's like an hour of help. And then he's got to get ready and go. Um, and then he isn't here all day long. And he's not here at night. When he gets home, Oliver's asleep. So I pretty much have no help um, unless he has a day off. Um, and that's difficult even when you're not sick. But being sick, it was like absolutely miserable. Now, I was super excited because Monday he didn't have to work. He he worked a few hours at night. Um but it was just like helping out. So for the daytime, um, I had him take Oliver to the doctor, which was awesome because normally that type of thing is without question my job. And, it, you know, it's exhausting. And his doctor's office is like at least 45 minutes away. So, um, you know, it, it was really nice to have Seth to do that for, for me. Well, I mean... <laughs> You may hear me a lot of the time do my very best to avoid or correct the for me or help out comments. Um, when they sneak through, I really hope that no one holds that against me. Um, I don't think that my husband did me a favor by taking our son to the doctor's office. But what I mean is normally it's something that falls under my responsibilities. And I was glad that I didn't have to Monday. Um, but anyway... I do, I do believe that it's both of our responsibilities, so I hope no one misunderstands that. Um, so anyway, he took Oliver to the doctor's office, and um, she pretty much just was like, uh, yeah, it looks like allergies, here's some allergy medicine. Well, the way that we got sick, firstly, we both woke up that way, which he told her. Um, but secondly, like, the way that we got sick was by me babysitting sick kids. So, I mean, I knew what they had, and he told the doctor that, too. Um, I knew that we were sick. <laughs> um, but I really don't blame his doctor. His pediatrician's amazing. Um, so I, this is nothing against her by any means. Um, I just think that he didn't have a fever, and there's nothing else really to do about it. So she gave him allergy medicine to dry up the... Um, absolute fountain that was his nose um and uh anyway and so we were dealing with that um after you know he, I had him there to do his share on Monday it was pretty much like after that for the week he was back to working those crazy shifts so I'm sick I felt miserable Oliver's sick and you know babies. Uh, when they're sick, they just want to be held. They're crying all the time. Um, it's, you know, it's a lot. Um, so this is just an exhausting, shitty week. Um, and then Oliver was starting to get better. He was not entirely better, but a little bit better. Um, a few days ago, I, I, cu I couldn't even tell you which day. This has been my, this has been my week. Um, but anyway, he was starting to get better. And, um, so I was kind of going back into trying to make him nap. Um, well, not that I wasn't trying to make him nap while he was sick, but, you know, I was, like, a little bit less strict about it because I didn't want him to cry and 
hurt his throat anymore. Um, but anyway, so I really needed him to take a nap. I um, put him in the crib. And this child just cried and cried and cried. I mean, like, you wouldn't think, I don't, you'd think that he was just completely abandoned, like, from the very moment that he touched the sheet. And it was extremely emotionally taxing on me. Um, I don't know why. It's just so hard to hear your kid cry like that. Like they're, like they're in pain, you know? Um, and before you you know, form any opinion about him being sick or whatever. Yes, he always cries that way when I try to get him to nap. Although we have made big progress this week, so thank God. But anyway, that's just that's just how he cries. Um, but it it's hard, <laughs> and it and it makes you really sad, and it makes you really hurt for them. So a nap training is is difficult. Um, but what are you supposed to do? I mean, if he doesn't nap, he's also miserable. So I've been dealing with that frustration, trying to get this kid to nap. On top of this, he still is a little bit sick. Uh, I put him in the crib, um, and I left the room, and I came in to check on him a few minutes later. I was trying one of the, like, four nap training methods I've, <laughs> I've gone through now. Um, and this one, I was only out of the room for a few minutes at a time, so... Came back in, and I saw him. Uh, he had rolled onto his stomach. He's laying there, and he took one hand. He just had one hand that was closest to the railing that he kind of like swatted at the railing. And um, first thought in my mind, I was like, he's gonna want to pull up soon. But important for me to note, he's never pulled up before. Um, he's never even tried. Uh, so, I, um, didn't think there was any danger of him doing it that day, but I still texted my husband, and I said, hey, Oliver's starting to look like maybe he's interested in pulling up, so, um, when you get home tonight, can you please lower the crib? Um, and... Like I mentioned, he wasn't going to be home until like 10 or 11 at night. I fully intended to take Oliver out of the crib and hold him or nurse him for an extra time or whatever I needed to do while my husband lowered the crib. It was that important to me that he lowered it that night. And the reason for that is I've known so many people whose babies have climbed out of cribs. Um, the little boy that I used to babysit, um, he climbed out of the crib, not, not here, but at his house. Um, and that was the, my most recent encounter with this whole crib climbing thing. And it really kept it fresh in my mind. Um, whenever that happened, because that little boy, um, had been, you know, able to, to pull up a bit before he ever did that. Um, but still, um, it was, surprising you know it wasn't expected um that he could get out of the crib entirely well whenever his mom texted me that morning without that happened I was like oh my god I can't believe that that happened um so having witnessed that second hand it was important to me that we lower Oliver's crib um 
before before that could happen to him. And that other little boy was fine. He um had flathead, so he was wearing a helmet at the time. So like even if he did bob his head, I don't think he even felt anything. Uh he was you know, he was great. Uh he got down and started playing. His mom said she found him because she heard him playing. Um but had he not had that helmet, that could have ended terribly. Uh, it freaked me out enough that I that I told Seth, I said, you know, the first sign of Oliver wanting to pull up, we're lowering the crib. And, um, <laughs> anyways, well, I, I had texted Seth about this tonight, lower the crib. Um, yeah, I could have lowered it myself, but it's this whole thing and you have to get a tool to do it, and I didn't know which tool it was, or where it was, or anything, and I didn't think it was that urgent, like I said, all he did was squat at the side of the railing, um, he didn't, it's not like his hand even brushed the top of it, he just looked like he was thinking about it, and five minutes later, I texted my husband, five minutes later, uh, Oliver's crying in the crib, and then all of a sudden, I hear a big thud, and the crying stops, I ran into his room, and he's just laying on the floor, face down, just laying there. Um, I freaked out and immediately blamed myself. Um, and I just thought, oh my god, I'm a terrible mother. I sent Seth the text message. I should have just taken him out and lowered it myself, but it, I just didn't... You know, I tried to do it before, and it was this whole thing, and I didn't think there was any way that um, Oliver would get out of the crib uh, that day at all, let alone five minutes later. Um, and really, the reason why I wanted Seth to do it that same night and not, like, for example, the next morning when Oliver was already awake was because I thought to myself that Oliver might, you know, get playful in the morning time and you you know because in the morning he's not always crying sometimes he's just laying there playing and I thought he might use that opportunity to try and figure it out but I never thought he would do it literally five minutes later um I also thought that if Oliver was going to be able to climb out of the crib that he would pull up to standing first, um, be just physically, just the logistics of it to me. I did not think there was any chance he could hoist himself over the edge <laughs> without me ever seeing him stand. Um, but there he was. He had done it. Um, and so... <laughs> He was fine. He didn't have any bumps. He didn't even have a red mark, a scratch, no indentations, nothing. Um, he, like I said, wasn't crying when I found him. He was just laying there. I think he was a little surprised uh, that he <laughs> got out, you know. I grabbed him up, I held him, and he was just staring off into the distance. And I was standing there like, Okay, is he staring off into the distance because he's tired and won't nap? 
or because he's sick, or because he just fell and hit his head. I don't know. So I called his doctor's office, and I was obviously, I was freaking out and told them all about it, and they were like, well, why don't you bring him in just to make sure that everything is okay? So I rushed him to his hour away doctor's office, um, and it was a whole fucking series of horrible steps to get there. My husband had had the car seat in his car and had taken the base out but didn't put it back in my car. So I'm getting ready to leave and there's the base sitting by the door. I need to go install that and I am, you guys may not know this, but Lindsay and I are both pretty small. I'm five foot tall. So um, I can obviously latch the belt, the base in, but it's very difficult for me to tighten it enough to where it needs to be. It takes all of my body strength and even then like sometimes I just cannot get it. Um, but by the grace of God, I got it. I got it that day. It just took me a few tries. Um, so I got that done and then, um, I got Oliver in the car. I started the car and I was on empty. Um, so that was really nice. So <laughs> took care of all that, got to the doctor's office and, um, by the time, you know, we got out there, he was laughing again. He was totally normal. Everything was fine. So then, of course, I kind of felt like an idiot for maybe overreacting a little bit. But um, I, you know, was glad that I took him there and that I knew that he was okay. And I was, was happy to hear that news. So um, I set up the pack and play for... Uh, him to sleep in that night, and my husband lowered the crib, everything was fine, and a uh, few more days passed, he wasn't sick anymore, everything was like, you know, starting to get back to normal, but in the meantime, um, well, I guess not in the meantime, but before all this, my cousin passed away, um, and he was my age, so we were the closest than, like, we were closer than I am with my, I mean, my other cousins, although we're all pretty, like, we're, none of us are, like, super far apart in age or communication or, you know, I mean, we all get along and we're, we're all pretty close. We're all pretty friends, but, um, pretty friends, pretty much friends. Um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, my point is, I think it was especially difficult for me to um, handle, firstly, because he was my age, and secondly, like, just the type of relationship we had. Like, for example, um, <laughs> he's uh, one of the only family members to, like, actually have liked the Swearing Mama's Facebook page. <laughs> I mean, a, a male family member, you know what I mean? He doesn't have a kid or anything. Um, but he liked it anyway. That's how he was, you know? He was supportive, loving, compassionate, um, believed in everybody. And um, so that that happened um, before 
Um, but that's kind of just been in the back of my mind throughout all of this. I've been very scatterbrained, just kind of trying to like deal with that loss and also prepare to go back to Maryland for the um, memorial service, which is happening this weekend. Um, we're actually leaving tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, so yesterday, uh, which was Tuesday, so again, we're not in the same week, but when I say week, I mean this span of seven days or so, give or take. Um, so yesterday I was trying to pack um, my bag and uh, for the funeral, I'm sorry trying to, like, pack my clothes and everything, um, for our visit, our trip home, and, uh, I'm sure as many of you moms can relate to this, but I was on my fourth try trying to pack that fucking bag. I got the same two dresses out four times and never got anything else, like, that's how it's been going, um, you know, and then I, um, so it was trying to pack the bag, and I had to pee really bad. Now I've got this playpen, uh, play yard thing. It's like a baby gate, a bunch of baby gates that connect. Everybody calls it the Rugrats Baby Jail. Um, <laughs> so I've got one of those, and it separates a part of the living room that is safe for Oliver to play in. And I don't keep him in this small octagon. I just use it to block off the other sides of the room, which means that it opens up to my bedroom. And normally, I shut the bedroom door so that he can't get into my bedroom. But I had to pee. I was moving really quickly. I didn't think there was anything he could get into. Uh, my bedroom is a mess. <laughs> so there's, like, a lot of clothes on the floor and, like, a lot of stupid things, like... A lot of random things, like empty purses that he could have gotten, you know, a hold of. It's not like my floor is, like, spotless. There's plenty of stuff he could have gotten into, but I didn't see anything that was an immediate danger. Um, and I did not close my bedroom door all the way. I don't know why. I just was, like, I think I just, like, let it fall. And, um, I mean, you know, not fall, but, like, you know, when you walk through the door and you just don't shut it all the way. Anyway, whatever ran into our bathroom, like the master bath, so it's through the bedroom, and, um, I was in there long enough to pee and wash my hands, I mean, it was literally, like, one minute, uh, when I came out, Oliver was in the bedroom, and he was chewing on the top of my husband's bottle of vape juice, and it was open, and it was in his mouth, and I could smell it on him. I didn't know how much was in the bottle. I was freaking out. Um, this was the single, like, scariest couple minutes of my life, um, because I could only assume that he had squeezed or sucked some of this vape juice out, and swallowed it, um, and so I, I called his doctor's office, they had me call poison control, which I should have done in the first place, but I was just freaking out, and his doctor's office is right there on my phone, so I called them, they told me to call poison control, so I called poison control, 
And um, they poison control, it automatically sends you to your state based off, I guess, your area code. Well, I still have a Maryland number, so they sent me to Maryland Poison Control. They asked where I was. I told them I was in Tennessee, and they said, okay, we're going to transfer you to Tennessee Poison Control. So they did that. While the phone was ringing, I am freaking out because I need to know how serious this is. Um, you know, I don't know what to do. Um, so I did the thing that you're never supposed to do, which is I Googled it. And there were several stories of babies and toddlers dying from even small amounts of vape juice. And I started to freak out. Then the Tennessee Poison Control people picked up. They told me that I needed to take him to the emergency room. They were very, very nice. Uh, the lady told me he was going to be fine. I mean, I was sitting there with her like, is he going to be okay? Is something going to happen to him? What do I need to do? She's like, he's going to be okay. We just need him to be monitored to make sure. So, and he was acting fine. You know, he, he wasn't upset. Um, so... Why all this conversation is happening and everything, I had texted my husband like 10 times asking him over and over. Well, first I said, Seth, how much uh, vape juice was in your butterbeer bottle? Yeah, it was butterbeer flavored, scented flavored, whatever the fuck. Anyway, and then when he didn't answer immediately, obviously, Seth, 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 how much? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> you know, this is what I was doing. Um, but he didn't answer right away. I mean, he's busy at work. Um, didn't see it. So then, I hate, I hung up, uh, hung up from poison control. I had grabbed the keys. I was already, like, out the door. And when I stepped outside, I realized my husband took my car to work today because his car wouldn't start. So, now I don't have a car. I don't have a way to get to the emergency room. Thank God. Um, I made friends with this woman who lives five minutes from me. And this, her name is Jamie. And she is one of the friends that literally drops everything and comes when you need her. Um... Such a good person, such a good friend, such a kind human. Um, and while I'm mentioning her, I will also go ahead and let you guys know that she also has a podcast on Anchor. Um, and it's called The Laundry Hour. Um, so she's also a stay-at-home mom. Her podcast is um, a like a Christian podcast. She talks, um, you know, about religious topics but she is a great great resource if you um are a religious person and that's something that you like to hear or that you're interested in I definitely recommend you go give her a listen um she's wonderful uh but anyway so she <laughs> immediately drove over to my house and she has two babies two under two well a two 
I think her one is two, two and a half years old. I think she's two and a half. You know what? I think she's about to turn three. Maybe two. I, I'm messed up. I think she's two and a half. Anyways. And the other one is the same age as Oliver. Like, literally four days younger. Um, so, that lady grabbed both of her babies, threw them in the car, and drove over to my house. She did not ask anything. She picked up the phone and said, hello. And I said, Jamie, I need you to take me to the emergency room. It's Oliver. And she said, okay. And was here, like, immediately. Um, and so I had her, <laughs> I was bawling my eyes out and, um, I had Oliver on my lap in the front seat, like, and I am sure there are people who have something to say about that, but I, I all I could think about was getting there and I felt like I wanted him in my arms anyways. And that, you know, well, firstly, what else was my option? You know, what other option was there? Uh, secondly, we only lived two miles away from the hospital, so I wasn't really worried about it. Um, and there was, we didn't have to go on any highway or anything. Um, but like, thirdly, I just, I felt like already the most dangerous, terrible thing has happened to him. And all I can do now, the best thing I can do now for him is to just hold him as close to me as possible. So I did. Um, and we got there in one piece, Jamie's great driver, so, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, we got there and I, I mean, I never, I don't think I've ever cried so hard or felt so afraid. And so uh, when I read those things on Google, like I, I thought there was a for sure positive chance I was about to lose my baby. And that's what this comes down to is like, I, when Oliver fell from the crib, I thought he might have been hurt. But when I saw Oliver with a bottle of vape juice in his mouth, I thought that I might lose my child. Um, I just don't have words for that if you've never been through it. Um... Like, I, I mean, it, it kept it kept going through my mind, and I kept thinking it was all my fault, too, and how terrible, and how he deserved a better, more responsible mother. I just didn't, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know where the vape juice was. It wasn't my vape juice, but... Even still, like, if I had seen it on the floor, I, I would have picked it up, you know? Um, so while I was waiting for Jamie, um, I called Seth, and I told him what happened. He told me there was nothing in the bottle of juice, that it was empty. So I was like, thank God, because you know, it was empty when I found it. So... <laughs> I assumed that meant Oliver had drank it, but it was already empty. This is the best news of my life. However, you know, it was still in his mouth. He still smelled like butterbeer. Um, so, I mean, I still needed to take him to the emergency room. I, I didn't know if he got a drop or, you know, if he didn't really actually physically swallow any, maybe spit it out, or if he got 
a couple drops. You know, I, I don't know in that moment, uh, but, I'm, but I'm glad to know there wasn't any he could have squeezed out or sucked out, you know? So, um, so Seth told me there was no juice in the bottle and uh, that he was going to meet me at the hospital. Um, and he was also like, how did the vape juice get on the floor? And then he reminded me that our cats probably knocked it down. Um, so the, there is some small lesson in this. Um, and that is that the cat, anything that you think is safe because it's up high, uh, means nothing if you have cats. <laughs> um, because I'm sure that that is how it got down there. Because, um... It would have been on the dresser where my cat loves to adventure all the time. I mean, she knocks things from the dresser all the time. So, um, now that that's happened, um, I'm going to be a lot more conscious, like, even with things like bookshelves or you know, the entertainment center or anything. Like, I'm definitely not going to leave anything up there that the cat could knock down and it become dangerous because, you know, like, that's the area where Oliver plays in. Um, so, I mean, there was a little something to learn. Um, but I'm definitely not going about this as one of those um, stories where something horrible happens to a mom and she just starts to quote-unquote warn other moms. This mom wants everyone to know this, this, and that. You know, when I read those stories, I just think to myself, that mom doesn't need to educate anyone on anything. That mom just had a fucking shitty thing happen to her. And that is what this was with me, too. Because I had no way to know the cat was going to knock down the vape juice. I had no way to know Oliver was going to crawl into my bedroom find said vape juice, and put it in his mouth all within the span of a minute. You know, these things you just don't know. It just happens, you know? And um, I had the two ladies at the front desk in the emergency room told me, they were like, they looked at me and they were like, you need to stop beating yourself up. I can tell you're beating yourself up. And I also thank you. And then the one lady said, I've got four kids. And when one of them was a baby, he swallowed a whole penny. <laughs> so, um, that did make me feel a little better. Everyone was so nice to me, except for this rude-ass, fucking weird-ass, creepy man staring at us the whole time. Like, the more and more I think about that man, the more angry I get that I didn't go fucking say something to him. Like, if you see someone hysterically crying, you don't stare at them unless you're offering them help. What a fucking jackhead. Anyway, um, all the nurses and everyone at the hospital was really nice and kept saying how cute he was. And <laughs> when Oliver is in that situation to where people are looking at him like, you're so cute, he gets bashful and, like, buries his head in my chest. So he was, like, doing that, and he was, like, acting normal, completely normal. This child never had a single symptom at all. Um, so they 
just kept us in the hospital for a few hours to like make sure if he is going to get sick, it'll happen here. And, you know, we can immediately, you know, have a look at him, but he never did. Uh, never acted weird or anything. Um, so thank God that that was it. Um, but the post that I made yesterday, last night, that's what that was about. Um, I mean, I had cried so hard. I had just, I hated myself so much in those moments. Over and over again, I said, I'm, I'm a bad person and a bad mom. And, you know, and I feel better now a little bit, but I still am just like, I can't believe that that happened. It's always like, what could I have done so that that wouldn't have happened? And um, I'm just doing my best not to continue asking myself that question, not to continue thinking about a shitty thing that way because, you know, I never, I never would have let Oliver play near something dangerous on purpose. Um, things like that happen. And I'm just incredibly grateful that when it happened to us, the bottle was empty and he must have not really swallowed any. Uh, so I'm working on not beating myself up. And after we left the hospital, Jamie, the friend who drove us there, she texted me. And uh, she told me that uh, one of her little girls had gotten into something as well. And not that she ate me, but that she made a mess out of something. And Anyway, so she was like, the point is, you know, that this can happen to anyone. And it made me feel so much better to read that. Um, because, um, because really, I felt like the only fucking idiot whose kid would have gotten into the vape juice. But another thing, too, that I didn't mention is Poison Control also told me that this happens all the time. With the vape juice specifically. Um, so. <laughs> I know that a lot of moms out there. Your babies have gotten into something. Or your toddlers have gotten into something. Or eaten. Swallowed something. Um, and I don't think you're bad moms. So I shouldn't think that I'm one. Uh, these are just the challenging moments. The really, really hard ones. And I mean, there are a lot of hard moments of parenting, but these are the moments where it's hard to go on. It's hard to accept yourself. I felt so depressed by all that. But, you know, um, I'm so glad that everything turned out all right. Um... And, you know, we just try and do better tomorrow. Just try to not make the same stupid mistakes. And in the meantime, like, can we just mention that my child is like a wrecking ball? I gotta tell you guys, 
When I found out I was having a boy, I cried. I cried because I grew up with my little brother being a disaster. Throwing things at my head. You know, getting into, you know, uh, our babysitter's husband's medicine cabinet. You know, and having to go to the hospital for that. And, like, I just... I could go on and on. This this boy had so many crazy, uh, scary, exhausting moments like that. Physically, emotionally exhausting for my mom. And I, I know that. That was not lost on me being his sister either. And so, when I found out I was to have a boy, I cried. I was like, oh my god, I can't. I can't handle all that and um I am pleased to report for you guys that Oliver absolutely takes after his brother I mean his brother my brother his uncle Oliver doesn't have any brothers at this time and I really hope that uh, I don't have another boy at any point because I couldn't I don't think I could do it (laughs) but uh anyway yeah so Oliver 100% taking after his uncle And, um, I love him. I'm so happy that he's the baby that I got. I'm so glad, but he is aging me so much. I feel feel like all my hairs are gray. Um, I mean, to get into vape juice is one thing. To climb out of the crib is one thing. But you did both fucking things. In the span of, like, seven days, really. So this is, I mean, it's just literally been the worst week of my life. The week from hell. I feel insane. I mean, I don't know which way is up and which way is down. I have not, I've still not finished packing for this funeral. I'm going to do that as soon as I close out this podcast. Um, You know, just... Everything. My house is a disaster. I still have a pounding headache. Just everything is a disaster. <laughs> um, but if there is any silver lining to all this, it's gotta be that um, I'm not too chicken to share it. It's got to be that someone else out there is feeling the same way and needs to hear this. Um, So, if it's you, uh, you know, you can leave leave us a voice message, tweet us. You can also tweet at me or Instagram, my personal page. If you don't want to go to the class, I mean, if you don't want to go to the Swearing Mamas pages, you can um, at me, Classy Ass Mommy on, um, Instagram and Twitter, um, but yeah, let me know, let me know if you've got any stories or any, uh, advice for moms going through these type of, uh, emergency situations, or just shitty situations, and, um, I really hope that you guys have, um, a better week than what this past week's been. I hope that 
the week starts Thursday, and it's a freaking good one. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bye.